This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to Puma Podcast. Hi, I'm Franco Luna, Puma Podcast. You're listening to Teka Teka News. Parang nasa 40% ang nawawala sa amin na mga drivers. Actually, noong pa mang, di ba, nagkaroon tayo ng COVID and then medyo nagkaroon tayo ng new normal na pre-pandemic, medyo lumuwag na yung uh, commuters. Ngayon ay araw ng paggawa. Kumustayin natin ang ating mga bus drivers. Bakit sila nag-a-abroad bigla? Ano ang kinalaman ng pandemya o ng new normal sa pag-alis nila? Teka-teka, para po, alamin natin ang nangyayari. Parang kulang pa rin kami sa driver. Kasi yung mga driver namin nung before pandemic, marami yan, sobra-sobra. May mga reliever pa kami, ganyan. Pero nung nagkaroon ng pandemic, two years yan na yung iba nagpunta ng probinsya, nagkaroon kami ng retrenchment kasi we don't know what is the direction of the government then. You just heard Juliet De Jesus. She's Internal Affairs Manager at the Mega Manila Consortium Corporation, a group of bus operators. Estimation ko lang yun, no? Kasi sa amin ngayon, we own something like 80, uh, 90 units. Out of doubt, 90 units, ang nakuha naming special permit is, sabi mo ng kalahati lang, 45. Sa lahat ng ruta namin, we cannot deploy 100% always. Sometimes we deploy 10, sometimes we deploy 11. Masaya na lang kung maging kompleto kami on a daily time. Lagi kami ganyan, hindi kami talaga napupuno. Sabi ni Juliet, kulang sila ng bus drivers, both in Metro Manila and in the provinces. And there are two reasons for this. One is... Lumipat sila sa tracking. Yung tracking, iba yun eh. Wala yung pasahero. Parang holding-holding uh, lang yung mga yan. Kasi naging ano yung logistic nung araw nung nagkaroon ng pandemic. Puro yung mga deliveries. Mga ganyan na medyo hindi sila masyadong toxic. If you have 20 units, supposed to be times 2 yan. Dapat 40 yan. Kasi one day day off, one day duty. Kasi hindi mo po pwedeng pamanayohin yung pitong araw yan or 30 days in a month time ay magkakasakit yan. Siyempre may pagod, di ba? And the second reason is? Siguro ang percentage doon sa paglipat sa ibang bansa, hindi naman sabihin mo ng 10 to 15%. Because alam mo naman yung mga driver, yun, kahit naman saan tayo, even yung mga multi-corporation na company, ang rigid yung requirements when it comes sa mga ganyang bagay, especially if it is driver. No? Pero alam mo, maraming nagkakagusto kasi rin sa mga driver natin dito sa Pilipinas. Kasi parang uh, ano tayo yung tolerance sa pagod sa mga ganitong bagay, kaya, kaya, kaya nila, di ba? 
Oh, ganang. We're not just losing our nurses and teachers to other countries. Our drivers are also being pirated. Juliet says our bus drivers are also taking offers to go drive in Singapore and Saudi Arabia. Even Japan is offering them free training to come there instead. Working conditions just haven't been the best for bus drivers here din kasi. Rogelio Apolinar, isa sa mga bus drivers na sumali sa strike noong January, says ilang buwan na siyang hindi sumusweldo. Puro panggigitot po ang ginawa nila sa amin. Sa katunayan po ay bumabiyahe kami ng halos 18 to 21 hours sa loob na isang araw sa EDSA Carousel. At ang masama pa ho nito ay hindi na kaya ng aming katuwan pero pilit pa kaming pinabalik. At kapag naman tumaas ang presyo ng diesel, drivers who stayed also had to carry the costs of fuel. The LTFRB says in January of this year, there were just 150 buses plying the EDSA carousel. They even had to deploy rescue buses to tend to the long rush hour lines. Dapat makaanim daw kami na biyahe. Pero hindi ho kaya ng katawan ho namin yung anim na biyahe. Sapagkat yung oras po namin, nagigising kami ng alas dos ng madaling araw. Nagdi-dispatch ko kami sa monumento ng alas 4 madaling araw at ang masakit po, uh, nagawa na namin yung anim na biyahe o limang biyahe pero ang sabi ng LTFRB at ang sabi ng mga dispatcher namin na hindi pa kami pwedeng magpa-entrip hanggang hindi natatapos yung alas gis ng gabi para kami ay makauwi. Halos wala na ho kami tulog na nababalta naman po nyo siguro na Marami na po ang nababangga ng mga kasamahan ko sa sa carousel na yan. Experts say it doesn't all come down to how much drivers are paid or how long they have to work. The problems are more systemic. Let's hear from transport economist Robert C. He is co-convener at the Move Us One Transport Coalition. My feeling as a transport planner is it is often not very safe when you incentivize a bus driver to maximize the number of passengers and you pay a bus driver according to a percentage of fare revenue. Kasi we end up motivating the bus driver also to chase after passengers and also compete for passengers. So this puts additional pressure also on the bus driver to maximize the income. Robert was actually describing the boundary system where drivers rent the vehicle from operators by paying the boundary fee. They're then paid based on how many passengers they take in. In short, they're incentivized to compete for passengers and fill their units to overcapacity. That system takes its toll on bus drivers, passengers, and public transportation. And that's a problem when some routes are more profitable than others. But the LTFRB heavily regulates the routes bus drivers are allowed on. One of our reasons for load deployment is wala kaming driver. Number two, yung ruta namin hindi viable. Parang apektado na rin ang driver dito kung konti lang ang kinikita. Siguro that is one factor kaya nawawala rin sa amin ang mga driver namin dahil yung ruta na, na dinadrive nila, maraming traffic, hindi talaga ruta ng bus. Even in routes now under service contracts, where drivers are paid based on how many kilometers they run, it has to be asked, how much did service contracting actually help? And Robert says operators have a role to play there. Maybe the more problematic 
compensation and employment situations are with bus companies where you have bus drivers that are still paid on a commission basis. If we now move into a compensation package where drivers have fixed hours and fixed salary and benefits, we need also to make sure the compensation is attractive enough to motivate drivers to continue in this line of work. We're pausing for a quick break. Now, when we return, we'll tell you about the deeper issues that lead to drivers leaving the country. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's a very high-stress job. We need to actually have some regulation over the number of hours that a driver can drive a public utility vehicle. Airlines, there are safety regulations about the maximum number of hours a pilot can fly a plane. And usually, you also have a co-pilot, right? Just in case. But you know that. With buses, you don't have that safety measure. So obviously, it's not an easy job. Mastak pa lang sa traffic ng isang oras, pagod ka na. How much more driving all day? So ang tanong, anong ginagawa natin to take care of our bus drivers? Here's Robert C. again from the Move As One Coalition. So I think one is your working conditions are very tough for bus drivers. In fact, you know, bus drivers always need like a toilet break. But we also don't have very good regulations on like when they can go to the toilet and, uh, you know, any break times. And hopefully it can be one of the things which can make lives better for our bus drivers. Mega Manila Consortium says it's only following the salary formula set by the DOLE which hasn't changed since pre-pandemic times. Before the COVID time, maayos na kami doon sa driver salary. May formula na si uh, Labor dyan. Binigyan na kami ng mga formula na uh, we have to follow. So in place na yan. And then, ang nagiging difference lang for every operator is their policy on incentives. Kasi kailangan yung mga driver, binibigyan mo ng incentives. Even the law requires bus drivers to have four years of prior driving experience before they can be hired. In a way, we're somewhat in a uh, 
a vicious circle where bus companies are also limited in terms of how much they can invest in their people, how much they can invest in new vehicles, because also the fares continue to be regulated and kept low. So this is where government needs to consider how best to manage a public transport service, which we believe is an essential service. Robert C. of the Move as One Coalition says our best transport planners are also leaving the country. That speaks to the lack of opportunities here. When you go to other countries, the transport planning jobs are many times more because the transport planners are at the city level, the municipal level, the regional level. And this is where they have a chance to develop the transport and route plans. They also help to coordinate transport operations and services at the local level. And this is up to now absent in the Philippines. You know, this is where we have a real gap in terms of the need versus the expertise. So, ano ang pwede natin gawin? Juliet says all bus companies can do is be more aggressive in recruiting new drivers. And that leads into the problem of training. One solution that we can give to doon sa aming kulang na driver is to train this uh, yung mga conductor na magaling na sa ruta, kaya lang sa pagbabaneho, kailangang i-train ng TESDA. Oo, tinitrain ng TESDA yan for uh, to be, uh, kasi NC3 ang requirement ng buses. Robert agrees, but he says raising a new generation of transport workers should be a whole-of-government effort. It's not a big surprise because historically, many Middle Eastern countries have recruited their technical workers, skilled workers from the Philippines. And naturally, they would also look to the Philippines to be a source for bus drivers. So we need also to think about our training for this particular skill. If it's in short supply, we need to encourage more people to take on this work. And so I would encourage both government, bus companies, and the bus suppliers to actively train people to take up this profession. In the wake of jeepney modernization, Juliet also has a suggestion. Yung mga jeepney driver na wala na, wala na yung mga traditional jeep, they cannot comply with the requirements of modernization, although medyo tahimik ngayon ng gobyerno, pero still, andun pa rin sila sa ganun direction. Ngayon ang aming nire-request sana yung mga driver na mawawala ng gumagamit ng traditional jeep, those are the people din na pwede ring i-train para driver sila ng jeep and then magpo-promote sila going to to buses. The shortage of drivers is only a symptom of the reality that our public transport woes are a labor concern too. And what does this say about the way we treat our drivers and transport workers? We leave you with Ed Sakarosel driver Rogelio Apolinar with the final word. Masakit ito sa amin mga manggagawa sapagkat pinapatay ho kami sa oras. Pati ang pamilya namin na apiktuan, na walang sahod, ang naibibigay lang ho sa amin ay allowance namin na 
Noong 300 na po yan ay hindi magkasa sa amin sa 18 hours. Paano na po ang pamilya namin na naghahantay sa amin sa aming tahanan na walang makain, walang pambayo na kuryente, tubig. Ang nais nice ko pong ipaabot sa aming kumpanya at sa LTPRB na dapat ayusin na lang po nila yung pagpapasahod sa amin. Kasi po ang nakalagay po sa kontrata nila is uh, weekly na pagpapasahod. Pero hindi po natutupad yun. And that was today's episode of Teka Teka News. Again, I'm Franco Luna. This episode was edited by Mark Casillian. This is the second episode of Teka Teka Para Po. It's our new transportation segment unpacking Metro Manila's mobility woes. If you like this episode, share it with a friend or two. And of course, don't forget to follow Teka Teka News and Puma Podcast on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. Thanks for listening. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs>